Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program and community that helps women who have had their lives disrupted by trauma to reclaim their health and step into their power. At Empowered Rx, we believe in the transformative and healing power of fitness, nutrition, and mindset. We're here to give you actionable tips and resources that will help you get back on track and reach your goals. We are here to help you turn your struggles into strengths so that you can be so strong, so healthy, and so empowered. Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program that helps young girls and women to turn their struggles into strengths. Today, I'm here with Kiersey, who's enrolled in Empowered's Girl Power program, where she is a recovery warrior from a bout with anorexia. Kiersey, welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you know, your experience with Empowered and why you're here and all that. So I'm Kirsty. I'm 17 years old and I've kind of been struggling with an eating disorder since I was 12. And um, my family and I tried like a ton of things uh, to try to get me better and like improve my thoughts, like therapy. We even did hypnosis a little bit. And um, therapy was something that just never really worked for me because I got bored really easily and I didn't really like... I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. But then we did a bit of hypnosis and that really helped me um, kind of in a different way, though. It helped me more with like my confidence um, in my personality rather than my body image. But I feel like since I've come on um, to Empowered, it's really helped me with like just enjoying life more and not letting Mm -hmm. my eating disorder define who like my life and how I live it. That's amazing. And I, I just have to, um, can I share the story of what you told me when we came on? Yeah. Okay. So, so Kirsty came on, I asked her how she was doing today and she said she, you know, was feeling a little guilt these days. Um, Kirsty, tell us, cause this is a huge win and I'm just so excited. We have to celebrate. Yeah. So I'm someone who, um, I, don't really restrict my food anymore, but sometimes I have a hard time um, letting myself eat what I want to eat out of fear of the outcome. And um, the past couple days, I've kind of been letting myself eat whatever I want. Um, Like I went on like a family apple picking trip and I let myself eat more than I wanted to there. And then I don't know, last night I had some like pie and ice cream. And so I've enjoyed eating it, but I've definitely felt some guilt. And yeah, guys, so as we recover every single new step that we take, we might have new feelings of anxiety because it's unknown territory. So Kirstie came on kind of feeling disappointed that she was feeling this guilt. But I said, hey, wait, we got to reframe this. Like, you haven't done this before, just eating what you want, multiple desserts. Like, this is something to celebrate. Of course, there's going to be new feelings because it's a new experience. So congratulations, Kirstie. That's a huge step in your recovery. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit, let's like rewind back to the very beginning when you were 12 years old and tell us a little bit about like how it started and, and what happened. So, um, my eating disorder really like was 
motivated by one picture I saw of myself on the beach with my friends. And that kind of was just like a little bit like I was like, oh, I don't really like how I look in this. Um, I'm going to start eating healthier. At that point, I didn't really know what calories were or anything. Like I was just like, okay, I'm going to eat healthier. But then I had health class at um, school and they taught us about calories. And we had this assignment where we had to track everything (sighs) we ate. (sighs) Like madness. Yeah. And it really, that was really what set it off because while we were doing that, we were being told how much we were supposed to eat based on our activity level. And for me, like I had this like number set in my head. I was like, okay, I have to eat this many calories a day or like I should eat this many calories a day, but in order to lose weight, I have to eat this many. Mm -hmm. So I like had, I started restricting like a lot. Like I feel like when I was in my peak, I, I was eating under a thousand, like it was pretty, very restrictive. Um, that didn't last for too long though, since I was, I got help pretty fast because I was very vocal about how I was feeling. Like I'd always tell my mom, like, Oh, I hate my body. And I think, although I tried to hide my restriction, I think people around me definitely noticed that there was things changing. Mm, What kind of changes were people noticing and like, how was your body responding to the caloric restriction? Well, I feel like for me, um, my personality changed a lot because I was so focused on being skinny. And um, I just got like really focused in that. And then I wasn't as interested in like hanging out with my friends. And I got really, really, really shy at school. I remember like I was in seventh grade at the time and I was so quiet. Like all I did was like think about the way I looked. Even one time, like I had some like obsessive habits that I would do, like lift up my shirt and stuff. And one time I was like actually in the car going to a therapy appointment and we got a call from my school being like, oh, it was to my mom. And they were like, oh, just so you know, like we've noticed Kirsty does this a lot. Like maybe we should get that checked out. And my mom had to be like, oh no, she has anorexia. Like um, it's something we're working on. So it kind of affected me socially. I was also really paranoid of like, if people were judging my personality or not. Cause I feel like with the body stuff came like personality insecurities. And then also I just got sick all the time. Um, since I was so, so thin, like, I feel like in that year and probably my eighth grade year, which was when I was probably struggling the most, I got everything imaginable. Um, I was sick, like, so much especially in the winter and my poor parents always got sick with me because they were constantly around me and then also something that would happen is that I'd just constantly be cold like mm-hmm. I couldn't go swimming with that for more than like 10 minutes like when my friends and I would go swimming I would get in and get out because I would just be like so cold and I would be like shivering and my lips would be turning blue Oh my gosh, Kirsty! I'm so glad that you got help and that, you know, your family was on board with supporting you. Um, and I just can't get over it all started, not just with a picture, but with a health education class gone awry. We're seeing this shift in some schools where the health education process and programming is being revamped to include body image and eating disorder awareness. 
but there's a lot of schools that haven't caught up yet and they're still teaching kids how to use MyFitnessPal. We've got teachers who are having MyFitnessPal competitions and sharing about that with the kids and it's all really toxic. So if you're an adult or an educator listening to this, like take Kiersey's uh, example here this happens more often than not. I was one in five girls ends up with an eating disorder and you can either be an influence that helps them or you can be an influence that provokes a further spiral. So I just want to make that known that like something as innocent as an assignment to see what we're eating could actually trigger an eating disorder if not gone about properly. So there really needs to be some formal training on that. But Kiersey, you were talking about being sick a lot. And so when I was younger, I was an over-exerciser. I used to run like crazy. Um, what I would do would basically be not eating enough by accident. I didn't really know anything about nutrition, but I did exercise like crazy. It was a stress relief and I was always cold and I was always sick, always cold, always sick. And I felt like a zombie. I remember feeling like, why am I so tired? There must be something wrong with me. Uh, well, yeah, there was, but I wasn't like dealing with it. So how did you get help? Like, what was the conversation you had with your parents? We get a lot of younger girls who tell us they're too afraid to talk to their parents about it. For me, um, I never really like had a conversation where I was like, okay, I'm struggling. I think my parents kind of find it out for themselves because I was kind of, I would make comments to them and like ask, I would constantly be like, do I look fat in this? Do I look fat in this? Or like, am I going to get fat if I eat this? And I think they really noticed that. Um, it got pretty obsessive. And also I feel like as I restricted, I was trying to keep it on the down low so no one would notice. Um, but I think my parents know me pretty well and I think they kind of noticed a change in me and really what like triggered us to get me help was it was honestly just like one night I had come home from dance and I was like so upset with how I looked and I was just like sitting in the bathroom crying and my mom like came up and we had this long talk and we were like okay like you need help at this point we didn't know I had anorexia like we were just kind of like we're gonna go to the doctor and see what's up and I ended up getting diagnosed yeah and um you are one of the most amazing young girls I know it's been such a joy working with you for those who don't know Kiersey she's like a bundle of joy she's super kind super thoughtful, super uh, perceptive, and she's just a really, really good person. So it, it kills me to see her struggle. Um, but she's come so far. I've seen her confidence increase. I've seen her happier, more carefree. Tell us a couple examples of like things that you deal with differently now compared to like a year ago, like stressful situations. Um, well, one thing is that Although I still kind of struggle with being shy in like public situations, I feel like I've found my voice a little more and I can kind of voice my opinion. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot of strategies on just how to like calm myself down in the moment mm -hmm. when I'm like anxious or something. Um, yeah, those are the main things and I feel like they've really helped me. I feel like yeah. a year ago I would have been in a more, I was definitely in a more anxious state. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So we do a ton of tool building. So we have like an empowered toolbox. We try to teach the girls different coping strategies and techniques that they can use when certain situations arise. And then a common denominator amongst a lot of girls who are struggling with anorexia tends to be um, just being passive and quiet and feeling like our voice isn't important. So we try to really work on that empowerment piece as well. And one of the cool things about Kiersey is that I've seen a huge transformation in her confidence. I'm gonna share a story. We can always delete later uh, if you want. But um, so the first intake session with Kirsty, I asked her what she loved about herself. And she sat and she fought for a while. And she said her eyelashes. And she wasn't even really sure about that. And I think you said something like, oh, maybe my eyelashes with my mascara on or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. So still, that. yeah. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, my heart's breaking. This, this young girl doesn't see any of her worth or her beauty inside or out. Uh, and we did this a couple months later, the same exercise. And she was able to list a bunch of things right off the bat that were not only about her appearance, but about her personality and what she could bring to the world. And that's awesome. Did you feel that shift happening? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've definitely been able to think more about the positives in myself, not only with my body, because it's uh, my body image is something I'm definitely still struggling with. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've definitely been able to see the good parts of myself, whether it's physical or for like personality wise. That's so awesome. And then tell me like your two favorite tools that you use. Um, put you on the spot. Well, something here. that's been I've always liked is just like reading at at like the beginning, the very beginning of my um sessions with Leah. We wrote down these affirmations, and I've for the first couple of months I was like really consistent with reading them, and I feel like those really helped me. I need to get back to being super consistent with them because um, I feel like they definitely helped me. What was your um, favorite affirmation? Let's see. I have my book right here. Excellent. <laughs> I feel like um well one of them that's a big one is that my body does not define my self-worth. Yes. Because that's something I have a hard time with. Yes and our society doesn't help us out with that when society and diet culture and all that kind of puts it in our face that we have to look a certain way to be of certain values. So that was a huge one for you. I remember that. That was a good one. And then I don't know if this would be like a technique or a strategy, but I feel like something that's really helped me was the group that we've started um, every week we meet. And I feel like I was actually really nervous to do this group because I'm pretty private about anything I struggle with. And I was nervous that it was going to be like awkward and stuff like that. But I feel like it's actually been really nice. And I've enjoyed like seeing, seeing how other people deal with things. And also just like, it's nice to know that people are going through the same thing as you. Not that I wish an eating disorder on anyone, sure, sure. but like, um, it's, and it's also just been interesting to see how similar some of the things we think are. Like, I feel like I always, people say things and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that's exactly what my brain thinks. Yeah. Cause we feel so alone when we're going through it. And then when we get there, we're like, oh my gosh, it's not just me. And we're like, wait, I thought I was the only one that wasn't deserving of food. And then we 
like I've gotten feedback from the other girls that are like, you know, it's really disorienting because I'm sitting there thinking, how could these girls see them themselves that way? But I feel that way about myself. And so people are like, well, maybe I shouldn't feel that way about myself. And it helps them see that they should be more gentle with themselves and offer themselves more compassion. So yeah, so Kiersey is in the Girl Power group that meets once a week um, for strength training and once a week for like body image work which is virtual, but she's also in the all in club, which is separate. And it's actually a new thing that's starting with our programming in October, which we're really, really pumped up about. So the all in club is an alternative kind of option for those who maybe can't afford more services or who maybe just need a little extra support. So the all in club is basically the commitment that you're like devoted to recovery. Um, it's for people who are in like a pretty good place emotionally and ready to be around others. And it's a text thread where we send supportive messages. We talk about feelings and experiences, quotes. I send mini challenges, food fears, like things that they can do or think about. And then there's also gonna be like a monthly meetup that goes along with that. So if you're like on the fence about recovery, not sure about it, or don't have the funding or the money to like join one of our other services, the All In Club is a great way to get involved just kind of on the surface level. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Kiersey, tell me what you're looking forward to in the next year with regards to furthering your recovery. Um, for me, I'm really hoping to just almost, I'm, I think it's gonna be hard to get fully back to the way I was before my eating disorder, but I'm really looking to just see more improvement in the way I talk to myself because that's something that I really struggle with. And I also need to work on um, something I struggle with is obsessively asking my mom if I look like fat. Mm. And um, it's gotten, it's getting a little better. Like um, I feel like it was really bad, like probably like last year, the year before. And it's definitely getting better, but it's still there. And I'm going to college next year and I can't, have that be something I rely on since my mom isn't going to be here and we've definitely had a couple conversations where we we've been saying like I have to stop this habit because it's kind of a coping coping mechanism and if I keep going with it and then I just it all of a sudden leaves I'm probably gonna freak out so I'm gonna yeah. really try to get a hold of that Yes. And actually, so Kiersey doesn't know this yet, but this is going to be one of her all in challenges that we assign her is I'm going to be talking to the mom probably and going to urge her to not respond, which is going to be really, really, really hard um, for both people. But we have to just kind of tear that bandaid off. Right. Yeah. She doesn't respond. She doesn't respond. Okay. So it's more like we have to get you not even ask. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just like a impulse that I have to do because okay. um, every like every professional my mom has talked to has been like, just ignore her. Don't answer her. Yeah. And so I, I feel bad because it actually puts my mom in a bad position because I always get mad when she doesn't say anything, yeah. but she knows that she's doing the right thing wow. by not um, responding. So that's kind of also a motivation for me to stop this because it puts my mom in a really Aww, bad position. I love your mom. She's so sweet. Um, yeah. one of the, so here's, he's talking about something that's behavior modification, right? Cause we have these automatic impulsive behaviors that often are accompanied with an eating disorder and asking for that reassurance can, can be a, a soothing mechanism that helps us get through anxiety. It's, 
uh, like scratching an itch. It helps at first, but it doesn't really make that itch go away. And then we depend on it more and more and more. So Kirstie's mom stopped responding, which is like a great first step. But for me to say, hey, Kirstie, we're going to just stop asking for reassurance. That's so unrealistic, right? Like that's like going cold turkey. If it's an automatic impulse, you can't necessarily always be aware and it's out of your mouth beforehand. But as we start to have the thought, what I'm going to challenge you to do is take out your cell phone and write down what you would say to your mom in your notes for the first week, right? So every time we have that impulse, we write it down and we have a log of how many times we're doing it that we can kind of look at and then we can say, okay, now the next week I'm going to have the impulse. I'm going to think about writing it in my phone, but I'm not going to do that. All right. And then we start to kind of just delay that instant gratification need and slowly, slowly chip away at it. Does that sound like you're up for that challenge? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Okay. I know it's going to be hard, but that's why we have the all in club, right? You've got daily support if you need it. And um, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. So, so proud of you. So Kirstie is a dancer. Um, talk to me a little, we have a lot of dancers in our program. So talk to me a little bit about the influence of the dance world on your body image. Um, so dance is, has not helped my body image at all. <laughs> um, because, well, the bigger thing for me has just been like, where you're, we have to wear a leotard and tights to some of our classes like ballet and point. It's a dress code, right? It's mandatory. Yeah, it's a dress code. And that's really hard for me um, because it's really just me looking at my body for an hour, sometimes two hours. And that, that was definitely hard for me. I feel like, especially in the last year, because I don't know, I had some time off from COVID and then coming back and seeing myself, I just like really had a hard time this past year. Mm. Um, a solution that I kind of had for myself was I asked my teacher if I could wear a, a ballet skirt. Oh, great. Um, and she said yes. So I would wear a ballet skirt and that kind of covered my big areas that I didn't like about myself, which is like my stomach and the, my thighs. I'm going to pause you and I'm going to have you rephrase that. I know this is weird, but you said okay. my big areas. So you're labeling them as factually big, which is one of the things that is the misconception of the eating disorder. Okay. So we're going to rephrase and we're going to say the areas of my body that my eating disorder makes me feel subconscious about. Okay. Yeah. Where should I start? Wherever you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now? Yeah. Okay. Um, something that has helped me with my body image at dance is I asked my ballet teacher if I could wear a ballet skirt um, because the ballet skirt covers the areas I'm insecure about because of my eating disorder. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that has helped a lot. Um, it's, it didn't make everything better, but it definitely helped me a lot. I think also, um, something being a dancer, I always wanted to be super thin and have very like long and defined limbs, um, which I actually... So when I was really sick, I feel like I got praise for the way I looked sometimes, mm. not super direct. Um, well, the only one time I did get a direct comment where I was um, auditioning for this ballet, like summer intensive, and 
my I just kind of started dance because I started late and um one of my instructors said oh well you don't have to worry too much because you have a ballet body and they'll like you and I was like in my head I loved that but it all at the time because of the place I was in but it also kind of like fed into me um wanting to stay this thin even though I was in an unhealthy place and um, I don't know. This is not really related to dance, but something that's been hard for me throughout my recovery is like when I was super sick, I would always get comments like, oh my God, Kirsty, you're so skinny. I wish I was as skinny as you. Like, what do you do? Um, and I don't get those comments anymore because I'm at a healthy weight. Um, and although I know that that will benefit me in the long run, it definitely like I miss the reassurance. Well, it's hard. It's hard to go from when we're sick, we're praised. When we're healthy, we're not. And so we can feel like we've done something wrong when that praise goes away or when we change. So anytime we make a compliment on a body, whether it's good or bad, we kind of capture it in that moment in time and it can shift because bodies are meant to change, right? They're meant to get bigger and smaller and change with age in certain situations. So our bodies are never going to stay the same. So if we're complimenting on other people's bodies, we know that there's going to be a time in our life when they look back and say, oh, I'm not the same as I was then. Is that going to make them feel better or worse? It can't make you feel too good because if in the future you feel like you've changed for the better, then you're going to look back and say, oh, I was pretty bad back then. But if you feel like you've changed for the worse, then you're going to put yourself down in the current moment. And it's so self-deprecating either way. So overall message to dancers to dance instructors to all human beings let's stop complimenting on bodies and make it more about function and like gracefulness and movement and fluidity rather than um looks and beauty standards yeah awesome all right well kiersey thank you so so much for being here and for sharing your story we will definitely have you on again in the future. And uh, this was a milestone of hers as well was to be on this podcast. So giving you a round of applause. All right, Kirstie, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empowered Rx. If you want to find us for more information or to understand more about our services, you can find us on Instagram at EmpoweredRx, or you can join our free Facebook community filled with women who are all trying to get healthy and happy. To find that community, simply go to Facebook and search for the EmpoweredRx community. Have a great day, you guys, and stay well.